Born and raised in Tamaki Makaru, Jack and Morgan are youth workers helping our rangatahi who suffer from mental health. During lockdown, they decided to start an Instagram page and podcast called Up to Aotearoa to raise awareness of mental health. Jack went on a spiritual journey causing his eyes to be open to his true calling of who he is and where he is meant to be. While Morgan had a light bulb moment while observing one of her tutors at university sitting fully in her power. In this episode, they share their stories of disconnection and self-discovery, but also share their stories of the awakening of their wairua and the mana they walk in. and welcome to Oho Mauri. Oho Mauri is where I'll be having kōrero with some kick-ass people who were raised urban and their journey to discovering their tuakiri. From stories of disconnection and loss of identity to finding themselves and standing proud in who they are. Come along with me on this journey of awakening the mana and power of standing strong in who you are. so really lucky this morning i have the privilege this morning to have a corridor with an amazing couple who have their own show and they run a few different kaupapa called up to aotearoa and this is a corridor i've been really 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 eager and keen to have so if i can just get you both to introduce yourself oh yeah <laughs> kia ora whanau um ko jack toko ingoa um lovely to be here today on your podcast um and just so ace that We've been able to finally meet in person um, and be able to do this podcast because we had a few uh, postponements. <laughs> uh, shock COVID, nah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, nah. Um, kia ora, I'm Jack. Uh, I am a 22 year old, um, 22 year old from Tamaki Makoto, born and bred. I'm a youth worker as well, um, and yeah, run a podcast uh, and an Instagram sort of mental health page with my um, beautiful darling Morgan um, called Up to Aotearoa. And um, yeah, we just kind of kind of kick-started that as a little sort of fun thing to do during lockdown and it's sort of manifested into what it has today which is pretty ace but yeah um i'm the oldest of four um what else shucks i feel like more of it will come out in yep. the podcast but cool. yeah that's a little intro about me sure. <laughs> sure, Jack. Um, my name is morgan i am a 28 year old youth worker um, here living in Tamaki Makoto, um, West Auckland, yeah, rep. Was born and bred here as well. I am the youngest out of two. Uh, my older sister lives in Wellington, um, and she's lived there since man, I think she was like seventeen. I think she started going to uni there, um, but she comes up all the time, which is really really nice. Um, I've got a four year old son called Lucas who turns five in May. Um, so starting that school journey soon, which is going to be really <laughs> exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much me. I I've never really like spoken much about myself, so it feels a bit <laughs> yeah, weird to be yeah. doing this. But yeah, just really really grateful to be here. I'm really grateful to yeah see you in person. Mm. Um, I'm really looking forward to what's to come in this podcast. Cool. Yeah, and I think that's uh, I don't know what it is. It's for us as Māori, we sometimes are too humble for <laughs> talking about ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes I think we've got to get away from that and just openly share how amazing we actually are. Because so many of our people hide behind others or you're taught to not talk about yourself. And But then other people 
I'm missing out on so much beauty of you when mm. you when you're not sharing your true self and you're not talking from your your heart or your weight or and stuff like that. Yeah, so if we get into this, if you want to share your journey of getting to where you are now, where you're now wanting to build your tuakiri or you wanting to know more about who you are as Māori <clears throat> and standing a hundred percent in your identity. Mm. Hard. Should I go first? Yeah, oh, yeah. Go for it. Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> for me, oh actually real quick, I just want to add on to what you were saying about mm. the whole humble thing too. And like my um my my boss told me a real interesting thing last year. Um so I work out in um South Auckland in our South Auckland office and we got a massive whanau there. <laughs> um and it's really, really cool because everyone there um, I'm like the only Pākehā fella, mm. um, so whenever there's like big shared lunches, we get a fat feed <laughs> yeah. and like all that, right? And just regardless, like my team is so giving and so generous that they'll always offer to pick up kai for everybody mm. or whatever. And so there was a time when my boss noticed me going like, nah, 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 I'm all good, don't worry, I'll take care of myself, da 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 And then one day he stopped me and he was like, Jack, you realise, bro, that like we want to um, we wanna give, you know? Mm. And if you start you know, stopping receiving for yourself, the universe will take note of that, bro, and you'll have less opportunities coming your way because the universe will see you yeah. as not rece- like receptive to it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of woke me up a bit, and I was like, shucks, like, you're actually right, because I love yeah. it when I give, and people are like, oh, really? Oh, thanks, you know? or And then, and so that kind of, yeah, just kind of woke me up a wee bit around that whole thing, and then kind of seeing how that links into that tall poppy syndrome that we yeah. have here in Aotearoa. <laughs> so, yeah, just wanted to add that on. But, um, but yeah, so for me... With my, my journey, I think it all started, well, so my great nana, um, she was sort of, um, so that's my koro's mum, she was uh, real, she grew up in that um, era where you don't speak, you know, mm. don't speak to real, don't embrace it and all of that, but she, I believe she still held quite a lot of that uh, in her later years and sort of let it come out a wee bit more. But yep. but my kōrua also sort of fell um, victim to that era too, um, just with, you know, that was the norms. And I, yeah. I can understand how that, you know, would have just been, had to have been the norm because um, there was mean consequence if you kind of fought against it. But but one thing that my has done is he's um, he's really started to unravel himself and his mm. his um, Māori dim and, and all of that. And so that's really cool to see. So... So for me, it kind of started early on as, as a real young fella, um, but I didn't appreciate it. So, yeah. you know, they, there was always um, sing-alongs when Kuro would come with the gat and we would play Māori songs and everything <laughs> like that. And that was ace and my cousins and we all loved it. Um, and we were a real tight whanau. Um, so that was, it was really cool at the start, but I mm-hmm. sort of got disconnected as my primary school journey went on. Um, I had an awesome teacher though, um, who was like our Māori teacher for primary. Um, yeah. And so she was amazing at really kind of keeping that spark alive by, by doing kapaka and all that. And so I, I jumped in the kapaka, um, did that for my last two years of primary. But then Intermediate came along and I think that's probably where the real mm. disconnect happened. I just lost all ambitions to even sort of get into it. Or not that I was like wanting to get into it hundies as a young fella either. But, but yeah, so then Intermediate came along and I'd and I done that and that was just very Pākehā based. And then went to high school. Um, and so the high school I went to was Westlake Boys, which isn't awfully, um, to me, like, there wasn't that many Māori there. Um, I was a, there was a lot of Pākehā, so I understand that it was very Pākehā driven. Mm. And then so 
was like stuff there. I didn't enjoy going to school there at the time. So I was like, I want to go to where all my best mates are from Intermediate, which was Western Springs. And that's kind of where I think some change started mm. to happen. So I went to Springs um, and then was there for a year. Um, and, and got some bros who were at the, um, oh shucks, what was the name? I can't remember the name. Wait, what, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I had some bros there and so that was really cool. And I'd, I'd caught it all with them about, um, I, I think I'd caught it all with them then because I started to have some sort of natural mm. interest or like, you know, I wanted to engage and find out more. And so slowly started chipping away at that and that was really cool. And then um, went over to... Went over to Bali one year and had this real mad awakening kind of thing that called me home, real hunnets, got home, and then I started seeing the spiritual coach that my mum always sees. And so my mum really trusted this lady and was like, nah, go to her, and I just wanted some guidance at the time. And then I remember this one crazy session that we had where she was like, all right, we're going to take you um, to meet some of your guides um, and do that. And so we did this whole process, and I legit went into this, like, whole other world you know we had the <laughs> eyes shut in this like meditative state and um and all i could hear was just um chanting and i could see she was guiding me through this uh, sort of forest which mm. led me through to this massive marae with all these chiefs and all these um all this uh, all these wahine there just singing chanting and it was real surreal i'm getting goosebumps now mm. thinking yeah. about it again and it was super surreal and it really showed me like far i've got a mad connection to this and, it, yeah. and i actually felt like i was at home felt real comfortable in that space, felt very uh, connected. And then I had this, I, I kind of journeyed over to the ocean within the sort of dream realm I was in, uh, journeyed over to the ocean. And then all of a sudden I had this massive green uh, kuru falling to me from the sky. And it, as soon as it hit the water, um, a green beam went from my feet out into the ocean, just this massive mm. green glow of, yeah, I don't know, it was crazy. And that really, for me, kick-started that journey and made me go, oh, shucks, I've got a way bigger purpose here than myself, and that's to, you know, look to my history, to my past. And then so since then, i kind of just, yeah, been chipping away at it. Um, it's, had its, it's had its, like, highs and lows. I've sort of gone real yeah. hundies and sort of dropped off a wee bit um, here and there. But, but yeah, and then so sort of from that moment, I um, went down to Whakatane and linked mm-hmm. up with Rani Rerewiri or um, Plant-Based Māori. Yeah. And, done his courses and stuff and he really helped me figure out um who i am and 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 sort of steered oh he showed me my next door i needed Mm. to get into um to really tap into the space and so we had this beautiful experience where i stayed at his house and then he took me for a drive around fakatani and explained the whole history of the place um he went and showed me we went up to the top of a cliff and we sat up there done a meditation um and then we sat there just looking out all mm. over Fakatani, and then he was just telling me so they came from over there bro and then you know like this is what the story um yeah this is how it goes and and that was just those those little moments for me were just massive like pushes from the back you know yeah. like go forward go. <laughs> yeah. and yeah and then so yo yeah and, yeah and then so since then um just sort of been trying my best to tap into this um to this new journey of really discovering who I am mm. and the more that I do it the more comfortable I feel with myself um and uh yeah that's and then we're kind of where we are today and um now I'm embracing it as much as I can yeah. trying to learn as much as I can there is a little bit of lost history though with my whānau um and I'm I'm still I'm still discovering new things but um but yeah 
feel like that's kind of a, a rough overview of my journey from real young to where we are today. Cool. Now that kind of played out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah no, nah. that was that was beautiful. It is. But yeah, nah, that, that'll probably be me, eh? Yeah. Nice. Hard. How about you? My is a little bit different. Um, and it's actually quite a hard one for me to speak on. I've never actually spoken on this before. Um, because there's a lot of kind of just memories of pain and all that sort mm. of stuff that comes with it, which is a real shame. Um, but yeah, pretty much... So I grew up here, um, and my whakapapa has been really hard to figure out because my nana was, like, whangaied into the mm. family. Um, so a lot of that history was lost, um, and it kind of it, it stuck with her. She's still alive to this day. She's turning 19 in October, same birthday as yes. mine. Um, but she lives over on the Gold Coast with the rest mm. of my whanau over there. Um, but... It was kind of always something that was never spoken about. We we didn't speak about being Māori. Um, if anything, it was kind of pushed down. Um, we've got other heritage to Spain as well, into Yugoslavia. Um, so most wow. of our kind of... If anybody like asked, you know, where I was from, I'd probably ear towards those because yeah. at that time I thought it was cooler to be Spanish. Or, <laughs> you know, like that was that was kind of more in um, than it was to be Māori at the time. Yeah. Um, so... A lot of my, I mean, I've changed, I've changed my pepeha like twenty times just trying <laughs> to figure out where we're actually from. Um, but my journey kind of started in at uni, which was not that long ago. It was yeah, about three four years back, um, and that's when it kind of hit me that I was, I felt like I was taking the identities of others. Mm. I really felt myself being um, just feeling that there was something inside of me that was not there. Um, just a part that was missing but I didn't know what that was and I definitely didn't know um, it was actually my connection to being Māori um, but I just thought it was something like oh, I'm just going to try piggyback off the other people's personalities and stuff because yeah. that's what suits me right now um, and then yeah when we were when we were growing up there'd be like cultural days at school and I remember because I went to a Christian school, all girls school, um, predominantly Pākehā. Mm. Um, I think there were only like me, my sister, and maybe like one other Māori. Um, and we were all dressed up and our kikus <laughs> and uh, everything. And, and like we were young at the time, and so we were like, oh, this is cool, this is awesome. But that's the only memory I have from being young um, and being being Māori. Like mm. that was that was kind of the only time I just remember dressing up for cultural day, and that was it. Um, and then, yeah, going to uni, I met this amazing, amazing wahine um, called Roisin Bennett, who's um, actually been on our podcast before, which I was so, like, stoked about, because <laughs> yeah. it's like having your teacher and then having your, like, in your home, you're like, oh, like, I'm the favourite. <laughs> I still pay that, that to that day, so if you're listening to this, I'm still your favourite and I know it. Um, but yeah, I pretty much went to uni and then a lot of it, I went and studied a Bachelor of Health and Social Development, majoring in youth. Um, and then that was really, really Māori focused. Um, we got to do classes in the marae there. Um, it was really cool. And at first I was a little bit like, okay, this is like learning a degree, but also trying to pick up on all this to do that's mm. being said in class. And I didn't really know. Um, and I was really like, a little bit nervous about it at the start and then Ro just seeing Ro for who she is she's um so she's Māori and Irish yeah so she's pretty fair she's got 
cool orange like dreads <laughs> like she's just the coolest person ever um and seeing her sit in her power as being maori and speaking to girls so beautifully mm. and introducing us all to yeah stuff like waiata and stuff um just really was a game changer to me and i just had a moment um in one of our classes where it literally was just like a light bulb kind of yeah. flipped on and i was just like um, like all of all of our Maori is stuff that connects with me. Like straight away, I was just like, I'm agreeing with all of this tikanga. You know, like that's that's how I want to live my life. That's mm. what I really believe in. Um, and that's when I started sort of igniting that fire within me. And I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just go for it. Let's just see how yeah. we go with it. You've suppressed it for all these years, and now you're finally feeling like you found yourself um, in a massive part of yourself that you've just been pushing down. Um, and then I was also I've been through. A little bit of um, kind of bullying for being Māori. Mm. I was in a toxic relationship once um, with someone that just made me feel really, really just fucking ma about being Māori. Um, it was kind of used as like a piss take rather than, you know, empowerment. So, yeah, shout out to the ex. <laughs> you probably won't be listening to me. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so it was, just, it was just little comments here and there as well. Um, even... In terms of like my Instagram and stuff, I started trying to really put out there um, how proud I was to be Māori and, mm. you know, like using to be on my captions and stuff like that to try just get myself comfortable with the language. Um, and then I'd have people kind of going up to people that I know and going like, oh, what, why is like Morgan Māori all of a sudden? And I'm like, it's not really how it happens, <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> you got that wrong. Um, so just little comments like that really got to me mm. um, until about a year, oh, about two years ago, actually, when I met Jack. Um, because seeing someone else that, you know, I know you guys can't see us, but like we're pretty fair skinned. Mm. Um, you wouldn't probably think that we we're Māori if you just walked past us on the street sort of thing. But seeing Jack stand in this power as being someone that is fair skinned, but so mm. proud to be Māori really inspired me um, to just take that leap. Don't worry about what the haters say yeah. um, and just move on from there. So, yeah, that's been a bit of my journey. Wow. Like, oh, this is so much beauty. <laughs> so <it's a> <laughs> like, but it, it, yeah, but there's just so much beauty in what both of you have shared. Um, and so I, I, I write notes because I like to use that too. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To help me. Um, but I think, like, starting with you, Jack, just with your meditation that you went through. Um, and the journey you went on through, like, and just the beauty of you walking through the ngahere and, and then when you hit the, the mana and stuff like that. And traditionally, that's something that used to happen with our kids. So the tohunga, when, when a child would hit a certain age, the tohunga would take them to the different realms. So they would take the, 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 all, like the, all the kids to the ocean and it would be freezing cold. And so the Thohunga would tell them to jump in. Any kids who would straight away just jump straight into the ocean, freezing cold, no matter what, that's where they belonged. So then they were the kaitiaki of the moana. They would be the harvesters. They would get the kai moana. They would collect all of oh. They would go fishing. So that was their role within the iwi. Then they'll take them into the ngahere and they'll do the same thing. They'll tell them to go get whatever it was they wanted um any kids would do that they would that was their round they would work with that uh with dane and and do all the hunting and all of that sort of stuff and they did that with every child until they found where that child belongs wow. same goes with the mara so they would take the kids to the mara and any kids who jumped in the mud straight away would just like help you to be yep. there and just 
Yeah. Like just swimming in it pretty much. That was where they belonged as well. So that was wow. the role of Tokunga. So when you were talking about you going through the Ngahere and then going to the Moana and just seeing, like envisioning what you were seeing was such a powerful thing. And, and that was the first thing I thought of was that's how we we were connected to that element. And it's like something that we don't do today is we, we just tell our kids, you're going to be this. Yeah. This is what you are. Yeah. You're going to grow up and you're going to become a lawyer or a doctor or something or whatever, whatever. Which in reality is where that inner battle starts happening because mm. that's not who you are. Mm. That's not where you belong. That's not where you should be or that's not the environment you should be living or making your living from. And then we get to those points where like you start hating your job. Yeah. 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 Because that's not, that's not who you are. Mm. And so, yeah, so it's just a real... Wow, that was just like so beautiful to hear you talk about your journey and some your wider connection and through your meditation. And then the other side to that is as Māori and as and I I'm not sure if you were in when Mellow Down. So just for people, we sort of made a connection through the Eager Beaver world, which is an NFT world. But I'm not sure if you were on with when Mellow Downs was talking in the community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he was talking about how Tohunga would be able to remove themselves from their weight, from their tinana, from their bodies, and take them into this like whole other mm. realm. So that was something that I was taught. So for me, we were taught that, uh, and I use Doctor Strange as an example because that's the first image people see yeah. is that we had the ability to remove our weight or from our tinana to then go about our our day and, and do different things in, the, in another realm and so one story that my karawa taught me was that as Māori we have named every rock on the moon mm. wow. because we were able to remove ourselves from our body and go on that journey and so every rock on the moon has, an, has a Māori name yeah. and so it's like it's, it was one of those things that I freaked out about and I was like yeah. Yeah. but it's like those stories and then just adding into you Morgan like I was the same so I knew I had all this knowledge and I had all this passion for Māori and then people would mock me mm -hmm. when I would talk about it or um, people would say that I was dumb and I was stupid and so mm -hmm. I had all this battle and then in my last relationship I stopped opening up mm. of what I knew because of the same thing you yeah, went through yeah. and I got to the point where he wanted to know why I stopped sharing stuff with him and for and like for me I I just couldn't do with explaining to him and all this sort of stuff because mm. he was going up battling with his own issues and stuff like that and so I learned to hold back my teachings because I yeah there was one point when I talked about the moon stuff and he was like no that's not possible and that's stupid no, no mm. one can do that and I said and he was like well how do you do it and I said like through teleportation mm. yeah and he was like, nah, no one can teleport and blah, 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 and all of this sort of shit. And then he went and read about Tohunga. And he found out that, okay, it was actually a yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that hurt me was there was no apology mm. after it. Yeah. I was still feeling stupid and I was still feeling dumb and I was still feeling little for the things that I believed in and the things that I knew was a, was a, a possibility. And so that, yeah just got to the point where I was like, nah, so I'm not going to share yeah, my yeah. white oil with you anymore. I'm just going to cut you off from that part of me. And so, yeah, it's just like so much beauty in what you've both just shared and, and the journey you're both 
you've both been through to get to where you are now. And, and I guess the next part of it is sort of looking at, okay, so what or where do you see yourselves in the next phase? Because Jack, you talked about going to see, going down to Fakatane, which is the most beautiful place. That's my funua, and I love going I home. I love Fakatane. It is man. so beautiful. Oh, yeah, so and Mount yeah. is real cool too. Yeah, and the so funny thing is, so Mount Albert Grammas and Mags, they yeah. talk about all Wairaka. Mm. Wairaka is the statue out in the ocean in Fakatane. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, same person, but they don't acknowledge her for that, so they don't. There's a, there's a big battle between... Because a lot of people don't like Suhoi and a lot of people don't like Ngati Awo and stuff like that and the Matatua Waka and stuff. And so people try to disconnect themselves from oh, this wow. as much as possible. Yeah. And yeah. so there's very few times when people will talk about um, Matatua. And so like even up in... And there's going to be people who disagree with me, but even up in up north, the Matatua Waka went up there. Mm. Ngapuhi is named after the younger brother of... Torwa, who was the chief of the Matatua Waka. Mm. Yeah, so Puhi made his own iwi up there because he didn't want to be under his, his brother and blah, 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 and whatever. Sure. But there's just like a lot of stories that people try not to talk about because yeah. they don't want to make connections back to another iwi. Mm. But yeah, so it was really cool wow. for you to go and learn about history of Whakatane and just the beauty of it. And just seeing just how amazing that place is. And again, so yeah, just... Sorry, just that was a little bit of a tangent. It's, um, no, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but just looking at where you are now and where you've come from throughout the years, what is your vision for yourselves or where do you see yourselves heading next? Mm. Or what, what is your path or where your journey is taking to you to next? Uh, for me, for me, I think... I've had, for the last sort of couple of years, I've always wanted to um, be able to speak the real, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off at Tuananga last year, um, but had to bail just because there was so much mahi on, yeah. just was and life, um, which was a bit unfortunate. But we're going to Unitech this year to start our te reo, um nice. courses. Kurapo? Agent Kurapo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome that for us. Yeah, um, one of the um, egg there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Blockchain. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, my sister studied at Unisec. She did the film and TV course and she worked for Unisec. And so um, Kurapo was one of her things she used to over, like oh, work cool. as part of. That's yeah. on. Kurapo is awesome. Like, I love oh, the Unisec sweet. one. Yeah. They're, they're well, we amazing. Tried to, um, we tried to get in there and then by the time our enrollment had processed, mm. it filled out. Just in that oh. space that we put out all the details. So fast. Out. And I was just like, so nice. So yeah, we started in May again, which would be cool. Yeah. yeah. So continue. No, all good, all good. Yeah. So we're gonna do. So we're doing that. But but I think on the the bigger picture, um, one thing that's been real important to me is to I, I want to be able to coordinate all with my kids mm. in Te Reo, Um, and I want to, um, you know, if I got to pull them aside and just yeah. nah nah nah, <laughs> nah just hard work but the deal nah. But uh, but you know that's a massive thing for me. Um, and personally, something that I've wanted to, um, I want to achieve. Mm. Um, and I've I had a thing where I was wanting to be fluent by thirty years old. So I got eight yeah. years to be fluent. And I think nice. as long as I'm fluent by thirty, even if I'm not like yeah. Ketipai, but if, as long as I can maybe hold down like, like accord it all with Rawari YTT and like yeah. Maori politician, that would be a pretty cool mm. thing, I think. Um, so that's like a massive thing for me and, and I really found the push to do that um, during 
2019 when I was seeing Raniera um, down in Whakatane for a few weeks. So that was a big thing. Um, but another one for me is I, is I still haven't actually gone to gone back to where I fuck a papa too. Um, and I also just realised that I didn't say my pipiha and I'm <laughs> actually really like nervous. I get real nervous about it eh? and like real because I, I feel, I think I, I dig in on myself a bit and like I, I am real self-critical mm. um, but like I at currently am annoyed at myself that I don't have it memorised because um, I did a couple of years ago but I've lost it and I just feel like stink about that but um but I think maybe if I could quickly just read yeah, my short well, because so I the way that I found um my pipiha was I went on a um Facebook group um for um our uh, hapu yeah. and so went on there and mum linked me in with one of her like second cousins and she was like I'm pretty sure this fella knows mm. the deets of you know where we're from and everything so jumped on there got in touch with him he accepted me. Um, and then yeah, and then on the on the front of the page there's a uh, um, pepeha for us. Oh, cool. um, but I believe it's just sort of like the kind of an umbrella pepeha yeah. for anyone from this um, hapu. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. But um, there's a few more things I need to add in, so maybe we can call it all about that another cool. time. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, so for me, um, it goes like ko kurahopo te waka ko te maungaro te tangata ko taranaki te maunga ko taranaki te iwi ko ngati haupoto te hapu. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm from Taranaki and, and the side that I really feel the connection with the most like even as I read that I just felt gooseys running mm-hmm. through me but um but that's the side I feel most connected to yeah um and I've we've always sort of caught it all with with our whanau that that's where we're mm-hmm. from but recently actually discovered that we're also from Ngaitahu um Ooh. but that see that's where i'm like oh my god that's just that's all of like the south island <laughs> yeah. so how am i gonna figure that out and that's actually the one real massive disconnect mm. that um that we have but my mum is uh registered and my kuro was registered there so somehow i need to figure yeah. that out but yeah so we're also from Ngatahu, uh and then earlier this year my uncle hit me up and he was like oh hey um are you LinkedIn on the um oh shucks what's the oh man I've uh Manaya Mania Porto so my uncle hit me up and he was like oh bro you're on the registry for um Ngati Mania Porto and I was like no we don't fuck up <laughs> there bro and he was like yeah yeah you do um, so this is my auntie's partner who so he's not my blood uncle but he's like you know uh yeah and uncle's like oh yeah you do bro and I'm like Hey, since when you, you know and he was like bro your auntie's linked in on the registry and i was just like what and that was in the lockdown eh? and i remember looking yeah. at morgan like hey like oh my god we're also from there so that's really cool so yeah i really want to update it and you know really get yeah. it good but um that's a big big step for me to really lock that down and also gain the confidence to be mm-hmm. able to just own it and say it um because i feel like and we've spoken about this heaps say eh? like we can tell each other our people are and to us, I'm pretty sure our pronunciation is on point. Mm. But then when it's around other people, I get nervous and it, it, yeah. it gets a bit out of whack and stuff, which is, yeah. But yeah, so so doing um, my reel and making sure I can speak by 30 um, is a massive thing for my future. And mm. another thing is that I want to be able to hand down um, whenua yeah. to my tamariki. Yeah, uh, in the future, and so that they have a piece of Aotearoa that they can call theirs. Mm. Um, and so you know, um, Morgan's from Ngapui ways, so it would be cool if we could end up up there when we're older <laughs> up north and chill, you know, that'll be yeah. ace. 
Um, but yeah, a big thing for me is handing that down. Um, and yeah, and so I guess also along this journey and since 2018, I've also started getting mm. tamako as well. Um, and for me, with being fairer, um, it is a, it's almost like an armour. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a real, like I really wanted to get it because like I want to be able to acknowledge my mm. um, history and tipuna and um, iwi and everything like that. But I also had a part of me doing it so that people would take me seriously yeah. when I actually, you know, acknowledge that I am Māori. Um, and so I, um, that's definitely helped me loads on my journey to be able to have that on my skin and to be able to... Um, connect you know with other maori who may be able to read tamoko and be mm. like oh shucks cool you're from there because you know and um yeah. i've even had that which is the buzzy part i mean um you know with the with the rokura on my uh shin i had someone come up to me and be like, oh you're from taranaki bro and then i was mm. like whoa cool so the purpose of me yeah. you know that's ace um <laughs> so yeah so that's probably my biggest few goals for the yeah. next few years um moving forward in my maori journey and i think as long as i can as long as I'm aware and conscious that I am on that path, yeah. um, that'll just help fuel me and give me momentum to even dive deeper mm. and uncover more, which I'm sure is, um, my, my ancestors and guides are just patiently waiting to show this to me in the right time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was a ramble and a half. <laughs> that was Jeez. good, that was good. Just, just before you jump in, Morgan, I just wanted to touch on something. So you, the, the whakama thing isn't uncommon. And I think it's it, it gets to a point where, especially when when we're around matato, so people who are like just fluent in in te reo, or people who are just living and breathing te ao Maori, and all of a sudden this fakama comes on, and we're like, oh, I don't want to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> like, hundred. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 something that again I think comes back to the whole humbleness thing, and and just being afraid to make those mistakes. And and I think the other side to that as well is we've lived so many years of being corrected. Mm. Not talking just us as as us, I'm talking through history. We we've lived so much time through people telling us what we do is wrong. Mm. That that's just something that gets passed down through the generations yep. as and and then until we break it, it's just gonna be something that keeps getting passed on and passed down and passed down so right, eh? and it's one of those like it's it's a slight trauma for people but it's also one of those traumas that we can stop mm. and and as, and when you were talking about your you not wanting to make a mistake or being afraid to make a mistake but there's a whakatauki um which is tupiti at the hopo which talks about like it's it's all around uh, it's a lot longer but it talks about when you feel the fear but you do it anyway. Mm. So it's sort of like pushing mm. through your own fear or your own like um, barrier or something. Yeah. yeah, and it's a real beautiful fakatoki to use, and it's one that I sort of have in my classroom and um in my office, and it's it's sort of a, one of those ones of encouragement to just tell you to just do like just do yeah. it. Yeah, like, yes. just, anyway. yeah, yeah, because so much beauty comes out of it when we when we drop those barriers and we we get out of our own heads and yeah, it's that yeah. thing like we sort of put ourselves in these own little boxes and we're like we're shutting ourselves off but once we break those boxes and we let ourselves just freely speak or freely just go oh, it's like such a beautiful thing and and your wide world just gets this massive boost and it's, mm. it's yeah it's just such a beautiful thing when we just let ourselves be free 
and yeah, so I just wanted to quickly jump in and, and talk yeah. about and just share that before Morgan talks about her next yeah. journey. Well, that actually goes perfectly into it because um, yeah, my my confidence in not just in Te Reo, but just as being Māori needs to be re kind of mm. ignited again because because uh, I just feel like I've got. Like, if, if we're speaking about today, I've got the words up in my head, mm. and I try study as much as I can. Like, I just um, I just completed my certificate in tikanga at Te Wananga oh, as cool. well, because um, I was just like, I love studying. <laughs> I couldn't get into Te Reo, so I was like, I'll do a tikanga course, cool, now I've got a certificate. I was like, um, But just, like, even little bits like having books here and mm. having cards and flashcards and stuff for Lucas as well um, for my son. I've been told so many times, even by my, like, you're not saying it right, or, mm. you know, like, I'm, I'm trying my best to say it, and my pronunciation may, may not be, like, 100%, and then that just, as soon as I try, and if that gets shut down, I'm, I'm really yeah. inclined to just go, oh, okay, yeah. don't worry, then I'll just yeah. say it in English, or, like, you know, yeah. now I know I won't, I won't speak that anymore, um, and that, yeah, that really gets to me, so one of my goals for this year um, and beyond is just to grow my confidence in it and mm. exactly what you said like just do it anyway you feel the fear you do it anyway because mm. um, that's really important to me and I feel like I'd be doing myself an injustice and my son as well if I'm not speaking and I'm not you know like at least trying to do yeah. the best that I can then I feel like it's a disservice to both of us um, with Lucas I, um, that's another one of my goals is to really encourage him to speak it mm. hey you should oh sorry <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, you say the story real quick about what he asked you the other day. Yeah, because that's really cool. And I, think I don't know what you're talking about. That, um, oh, when he was, <laughs> Do you want to just say that? No, no, no. Oh, when he came up to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's real cool for me, reflection on you, yeah. you know, introducing. And it's a, and it's a little bit, it's a, it's a hard one with Lucas because he goes to a predominantly Pākehā school mm. just down the road from us. Um, and as much as I want to encourage him, I also feel like if mum tells you being Māori is cool, rah, rah, then he might kind of be like, he has kind of been like at times like, no, I'm not, you know, like, I don't yeah. want to do that. And I'm like, oh, but I just want it so bad for him. Mm. I know that he's got to find it himself, yeah. but I just want it so bad for him because that's what I wish I'd had mm. growing up. Um, but yeah, he did come up to me the other day and was like, mum, look at my pukana. And then he just pulled this massive pukana. And I was like, where did that even come from? Like, it's obviously from Jack. Like, he was just going around, around this, like, eyes oh, wide. Had, like, lockdown, yeah, lockdown, yeah. we were doing all the TikToks. Yeah. And at the end of every TikTok, we would drop a pukana and we'd show him. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came up, and then he, afterwards he comes up to me, oh, Jack, can you show us your pukana? Yeah, yeah show us your pukana. just goes, so hundies on his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, how mean. And then it's things like that, like, those little moments and stuff, mm. really, like, okay, cool. And even, the, um like... His pronunciation's probably better than mine, to be fair. Like, oh. yeah, he's just like, poor Marty, like, you know, like, he'll, he'll drop little words like that if he sees... And he'll never say moon, eh? Like, yeah. never says moon, always marama. It's real cool. Yes. Yeah, real so cool. he's he's picking up words here and there, and that really, like, gives me joy. Um, I've got him a few, like, picture books and stuff as well mm. to try and encourage that. I think he just likes looking at the pictures in the meantime, <laughs> but it, it's, it's something that I just really um, want to help enable him to do like if he if he's not connected to it he doesn't yeah. want to do it i'm not obviously not going to force him but i just really hope that he sees being maori is you know, yeah. real cool mm -hmm. um 
you know, it is going to take you far in life as mm. well. And knowing yourself, like, it is a part of your history. I know that yeah. it's, you know, they talk about, oh, you're this percentage and stuff like that, which oh, is just, oh, yeah, I hate won't go into that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I think we've done with that combo now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's 2022. We should know that it's not mm. a thing anymore. You can't be a yeah. percentage or something. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I just really want him to grow up in a home which is friendly in terms of um, being Māori and mm. being who you are and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, also real keen to work on my te reo, um, bring more, now that I'm certified in tikanga, because <laughs> you get to be yep. certified in tikanga, um, I really want to bring more of that into our whare and mm. make it a little bit more yeah. like, I want to start doing karakia more, I want to yeah. start doing just little bits like mm. that, um, that can just encourage all of us, and because we're yeah. all on the same, you know, we're all on a really similar journey in terms of being Māori and being proud, um, so I think just however I can foster that, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. So yeah, those yeah. are those are sort of my goals. Nice. Yeah. yeah, no, those real awesome. And just on your like all the karakia and just introducing stuff into your whare, that's one thing I make sure I do with my daughter every day and every night is karakia is one of our big things that we do. But it's not so I've gone back to traditional karakia, which removes God and and when we when we do traditional karakia because the thing that people don't realize is our atua aren't necessarily beings mm. they are the mm. whole element so we look at Dani mahuta he is the ngahere mm. like he's yeah. not a thing in the ngahere or a person or a being in the ngahere he is the yeah. ngahere and everything in the ngahere is him so when we karakia, we we do karakia that talk about the elements of what they are sort of the kaitiaki of. Mm. So like these, even the kai karakia, if you... Oh, it's gone out of my head right now. But it, there's a kai karakia that we do, and a, a lot of people do it as well, and it talks about like rungo being the kaitiaki oh, yeah. of the mara or, or the, uh, the cultivated kai and stuff like that, and, and tangaroa with the kai moana and stuff like that. But yeah... It, that's as that's where we started real basically for my daughter just to get her pronunciation cool. and and like we were chatting before she, academically she's not where she should be but i found with her video is easier because mm. in the Māori there's only one way to say it yeah yeah, Whereas, yeah, um, yeah so she struggles with having to read and write in english because you have there, there, and there. Yeah. And so yeah. trying to understand. Yeah. Or live and live. That is yeah. about the yeah. same. Yeah. True. Yeah. So in the English language oh. is like one of the worst and one of the hardest languages to understand mm. and try and like it's it's just so many rules. Whereas in Te Reo Māori there is only one way to say it. And so for her, like sometimes I need to remind her go back to the 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 Māori alphabet and. Um, say it in your head so that you hear what each mm. vowel is meant to sound like and so when she's gets to a kapu or word that she's struggling with she'll break it down so it might be like ha hu oh trying to i was trying to think of a word oh like mm. ha ka ri like mm. and so she'll so in her head she's going and oh okay ah, ha and so she does yeah. it that way. Yeah. Cool. And so it's one way that I've gotten her to, when she's struggling with kupu, is to break it down into the sounds that she knows. Cool. And because there's only one way that it sounds, it can't sound any other way. And so it's she's finding it so much easier to be learning thrill than it is for her to read and write in English. Awesome. And so, yeah. And, and then the other thing is 
my, one of the things I teach people is you pull out what you know. Like, when someone's speaking on the Reo Māori, you pull out the kupu you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you piece the rest together. Because mm. it makes it... So, and then you're like, oh, okay, they're talking about this. But it just makes it so much more easier when you're... Especially when you're learning. And because we all have certain words, certain kupu that we know inside and out. Mm. Yeah. And so if we can pull those words out of people's conversations and then try and work out the rest and what it means or what they're talking mm. about, then it sort of helps us to gain understanding of the whole conversation and the whole corridor and what they're going on. Yeah, but setting tikanga in your own whare is awesome mm. uh, because then it, it sets up when you do make those trips back home to your whenua and, mm. and you're making those connections back to, okay, so this is how... Ngākuhi do it, or this is how mm. Dana Taranaki, they, this is their tikanga, and, and how they go about things. Uh, and I recently read a tikanga book, and I can't remember what the, who the author is, but it's from a man from the Taranaki, and he talks about tikanga, and he wrote it purely for Pākehā, mm. to understand tikanga. Cool. And when I when I remember it, I'll flick you the name of it because it's oh, really awesome. Yeah, like I, I I read it in two days because it's just like I was just so into it. Yeah. And I love reading about our history and stuff like that. Like I love gaining so much knowledge on on what we are. But yeah, the Tikanga book it broke everything down right down to the types of karakia and and the roles of Dani and Wahine. And mm. but it's such a beautiful book that I think you'll really enjoy yeah. reading. And it's and that's the thing like Tikanga changes from iwi to iwi but kawa doesn't mm. so kawa is like our overarching sort of rules and stuff but yeah i'm so looking forward to both of your journeys and and where you're heading to next and just seeing the beauty that comes out of you stepping more into your tuakiri and stepping more into who you are as maori and i know for your mahi and working with our rangatahi that's going to help them as well mm. Because I think, and and from a teacher background, it's the identity that our rangatahi struggle with. Yeah. Because they don't know who they are, and they live in this world that is so caught up in technology, and so caught up in all these fads, and so caught up in what other people think, mm. that sometimes it's not cool to be Māori, mm. or not cool to be someone, or whatever it is, because the world is telling you that this is how you should be. Yeah. And so the fact that you, with your son, your your journey is to m- make him feel proud mm. to be Māori. That's what I do for the kids at my current school. So they, they're kids who are very proud of their Samoan, Tongan, Fijian culture yeah. because that's how they've been raised. Yeah, mm. yeah. But their Māori side is the one that they are struggling with. And so for me, I'm not teaching them to I'm teaching them to be proud to be Māori. Yeah. And to stand 100% proud so cool. and who they are. Because the real will come later. And that's not what I want. I, like, that's not my focus. Because, again, identity is a big thing. Yeah. And if you if these kids don't know who they are as Māori, then there's no point trying to teach them anything else. Hard. And I also think by doing that, it's like, if you were to do it the other way around, they might get frustrated if they were struggling to real, which could therefore impact their identity later yeah. down the line, and they'll just go, "Oh, stuff that or something." Yeah, so hard. That's out. ace. That's real cool. Yeah, and so I guess leading to my next part, though, for you both is how do you implement your journey or your learning in your mahi with the rangasahi? Oh, I actually got a story that mm. kind of speaks perfectly to this, I think. Um, so there was, I, when I first got into this mahi, 
Um, I had a young, so the, my job was to take care of any young person between the ages of 20 and 14, oh sorry, 16, who was on the benefit mm. between Albany and Wellsford. Oh wow. So that was my area and I had to take care of that. And so I had this one client in, um, in Wellsford and we had a hui, oh we had two hui's over two weeks um, and the first one it was just to, oh, there were heaps of important people there, OT, mm. police, da 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 da. And so we had this massive hui with loads of important people. Um, and it was really interesting because on the first hui, the um, OT fella led the karakia, done everything. Mm. Like, and it was done in a, um, it wasn't really done in a Pakia setting, like this whole hui, but the young person was being spoken to rather than mm. spoken with. And the next week came round, and um, same setting, same place. Um, but what we decided as a group was, oh, we asked the young person, yeah. actually, do you want to open our session? Do you know? Do you want to do opening karakia and 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 uh, and all that for us? And so she was like, oh yeah. And then honestly, I have never seen a change <laughs> like a energy change like this it was insane she went from like body posture just sort of slumped over really mm. just down and oh and, you know and and things were definitely tough but man when when she got given the power to run yeah. and, and do the karakia and, and run the session it changed the whole vibe and what happened was um like I get, i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it again but what happened was that everything that needed to be sorted was sorted in that one meeting and it was mm. meant to take quite a few more and it was amazing and I truly put it down to enabling oh and she was a young Maori girl too mm. like hard out um and I think it just came to putting that power you know with her and her having this real cool sense of mm. strength and um power and courage just oh man it changed the energy crazy so so from that that really showed me the real power in um in our culture especially yeah. with working in this tricky benefit space with the mm. government and all that like it can it can be a real weird space um so from that point onwards that really encouraged me to try and implement um as much as i can um to do with uh maori and all of that with our rangatahi and so for me what that looks like now is um We've done a lot of work out at Papakura College, um, mm. and so I was just trying my best to use all the kupu that I had available, yeah. and would just, you know, and and it, and a lot of the young people truly connect when I mm. I'd not really say any Maori kupu for a while, and then I'd drop a few, and then you'd even be like, oh, hey, like, <laughs> oh, shucks, you know, oh, okay, <laughs> and you know, and it was it's just like crazy the power yeah. behind that, and um. I think, you know, um, I won't speak on behalf of us, but for me, I definitely noticed um, the young people connecting on a better level and a different level um, and almost uh, having a different type of respect because, mm. um, you know, two Pākehā looking youth workers come cruising in and then we, you know, drop a few of those uh, Māori kupu and then they're like, oh, cool, you know, and that's really <laughs> ace and then they actually ask, oh, where are you from? Mm. And then we say that and like, oh, cool, I know someone who goes there, da-da-da, and it's just <laughs> boom, from there, we good, yeah. you know? Um so yeah, and, and then another big one for me is I actually um, had a meeting with my manager 
about a year ago and said to him, bro, I, I really want to start leading the karakia mm. for our um, hui and um, asked him, you know, can can um, can you try and push that on me? I'm going to feel uncomfortable mm. and some days I'm not going to want to do it, but please put me in, in that discomfort yes. so that I can, <laughs> you know, do that. Uh, and, and ever since then, like I've done it a few times now and I have definitely noticed that whole sort of breaking through that barrier, mm. you know, that we're talking about. That's definitely happened a wee bit. There's still another oh, half the barrier to go, but we're getting there. Um, so those are sort of what I've done. Nice. And I'm, I'm finding that that's really helping me. I think we're also fortunate that we work in an organisation that has, we have this whole Māori unit. Mm. Um, and so we're a part of that and, and we are a part of the change that is happening on an organisational level yeah. to introducing more um, more tikanga, more um, Māori practices into our mahi. Yeah. Um, even on a frontline youth worker level and an executive level. So it's mm. real cool. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of me and I think as long as I'm doing my real journey and I'm just learning more and more, um, I'll be able to feed more and more within my yeah. mahi. Mm. So yeah. Bro, just taking all of <laughs> everything oh. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, <laughs> we've been here before, we'll do it again. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I kind of have to um say just really similar things to what Jack has said because we do um work alongside each other quite a bit. Um but it's weird, eh? Because in sort of everyday life, I can be a little bit fucking as soon as I'm in mahi. I like think I'm like <laughs> the cultural like expert of the team. I'm like, you know, like I'll step up and do karakia like straight away. Um, and so yeah, just what Jack was saying, just fostering that um growth within the young people that we work mm. with, and just encouraging them if they are having um I've had a few clients because I do quite a lot of one on one mentoring, um and I've had a few clients who are struggling with that identity and stuff. Yeah. So it's just tapping into it. If you're Māori, if you're not, that's cool. But learning about where you're from, yeah. um, sort of like what we were talking about off, um, off air, was it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter where you're from, but I think it's really important to know where you're from. Yeah. Um, and be able to connect with whoever that is, however yeah, you find that out. And like I always say to them, like trust me, I know it's I know it can be hard. Like mm. I've gone through so much paperwork from my whanau trying to figure out where I'm from, and they've got all these like family trees that are just written in this <laughs> like like scribble and I'm trying to like figure it all out um but yeah so I, I just really encourage the ones that I work with to do that um but also yeah what Jack was saying about having um it's called Takarangi the program um and it's about yeah bringing in te ao Māori and te ao mahi um and that that's been cool and I feel like taking on the kind of leadership role for my team within that space I've been able to encourage others and also learn so much from them um, I hope they've learnt a little bit from me as well. Mm. Um, but just being able to bring it in that way, encouragement, um, and just being there for young people that need a little bit of a helping hand towards, you know, like yeah. learning their identity. And I even reckon, like, with you encouraging young people to dive more into their identity, like, I saw this study once that was saying that there is um, way higher mental health... Um, oh, what's the right wording? Uh, so for people that don't know, this is you don't have to be Maori. You could be mm. full Croatian, but if you're you don't, if you don't know your whakapapa or where exactly you're from, um, I've seen a study that was saying that there's more mental health, um, like more depression, anxiety, mm. mental health problems with people who don't know where they belong or yeah. where they um yeah where they are originally from. And I think back to that quarter that uh, that we were having off air as well around mm. like that article you read, you know, <laughs> look to the sixth person back from you yeah. and where were they from. Um, and so, yeah, and I think it's, it is getting trickier for people to find that out, but but 
but taking that journey and I think I've found a lot of fun in, in sort of yeah. trying to uncover that but I but yeah encouraging and I think that helps young people get that sense of belonging eh? or it helps humans have that mm. sense of belonging when you really know where you're from and I think it helps also um, I know it's helped me figure out my purpose more yeah you know like it can be hard but it's worth it yeah, it's worth definitely. it take yeah. that journey yeah. Yeah. Do it, do it. yeah yeah hard outs yeah and that's like for me because I'm all in with my Māori side and everything, they are Māori and stuff. But f- my journey, my next journey is, is finding my Scottish heritage cool. and connecting nice. back to that. Because with my mum and dad, we're Scottish on both sides, yeah. which is where my features come from. And I've always looked different to my siblings and, and some, all my features have come from our Scottish heritage. But that's my next journey is wanting to know who I am mm. as a Scottish woman. That's so important wow. to recognize yeah. all sides of you. Eh? Yeah. Like, that's, well, that's did important. you? Oh, sorry, but did you ever have, like a, um, did you ever resent your Scottish side? Because for me, I've actually been like, I'll oh, stuff my European side. <laughs> like, but then I had a, I saw a, a video of this Maori elder, and he was saying how important that still is, mm. and you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Um, by you know your ancestors would be encouraging you to also yeah. check the other side um, so I just 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 curious yeah I, I, I never I don't think I've ever disowned it or anything I've just never been keen to know about mm. it like, yeah. we've always known we're Scottish and and like so my clan in Scotland are the Andersons who are apparently like such a massive family in these streets named after us and stuff like that and so we've always known about it they've just never been a reason to go and research it or yeah. look into it but one of my bigger goals is to actually go and visit scotland and go and visit where my tupuna are from and maybe making connections with whanau over there who who could tell me about my whakapapa and but yeah so that's yeah it's never been a resentment thing it's never been a hate towards them it's just it's something that's just was to Not the side and yeah, yeah it I wasn't you, an interest yeah but yeah, so that's that's one real massive thing that I'm look, so looking forward to doing. And like my daughter with her, I'm, she's, because I've, I've never sort of acknowledged that I've Scottish, or my Scottish heritage. But with her now, like, because we talk about it, she says I'm Māori and I'm Scottish. Yeah. Mm. Which I love because yeah. she's now standing up for the side that we sort of didn't know much about. And so she's very proud to say I'm Māori and I'm Scottish, mm-hmm. but I was born in Australia. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's very, very proud of all of that stuff, and so it's so beautiful to watch her acknowledge her Scottish side That's as much cool. as we don't know anything about it. Yeah. But she's just proud of all her heritage, which is such a beautiful journey to watch her along at the moment. And and with some of the stuff like you were talking about with the power and connection and respect that you gave that young wahine, I think that's an area that we as teachers, we as adults, forget to give back to our kids. And it's an area that we, and I sort of mentioned it before, like we tell our kids, this is what you need to do, this is who you are, this is da 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 But when you give that power back to them, and like you witnessed in that hui, there's just such a change in, in the way to and in the ahua of that, that young person because mm. you're no longer taking their mana from them you are actually yeah. giving them mana yeah. to stand up and to be proud of who they are and to have that power and that's the same with both of you and your journey of 
wanting to lead things for the Almighty in your workplaces, which is so beautiful because that's your mana mm. and you're standing so proud in your mana. And there's a, a TED talk that uh, Tameti does around mana and he talks about the fact that mana can't be taken away from you and when you stand in your mana, like it's just a real beautiful thing and it's one of my favourite TED Talks to watch and just as a reminder, like with my with the role I have in my school and just telling, well not telling, but giving tools to the teachers and the staff within my school to better inform them to better help their tawira, mm. their Māori students, mm. is something that I'm, I'm really big on and so like both of you giving that power back to our kids and, and making them feel so proud to be who they are is one thing that I think schools are missing. Mm. And like with your son, Morgan, going to a predominantly Pākehā school, it's probably highly likely that the Māori isn't something that is pushed as mm. much as it could be. Mm. As much as we have teachers who try, I, I and that's one reason why my consultancy business I think is really important because I go into other schools and I talk to staff and I give them tools to recognise how they can better engage our Māori students Ooh. and our Māori whānau because it's our Māori whānau who are the hardest to get to come into schools yeah. and to support our kids or to be there for their child when they this is happening or whatever or you want mm. you need a hui it's our Māori whānau who are the hardest to engage and it's purely based of history yeah and the way, like you were talking about in the start with your crow and him not being allowed to speak the deal, that's a big reason why our whānau are highly against the education system. Mm. But we know that they need it. Mm. And, and so I'm really interested to see how this history curriculum works next year. Yeah, I heard about that last yeah. night for the first time. Yeah. Oh, maybe Friday, oh, it was Friday night. Yeah, it was, was Friday night. Or something. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah. So it's been a conversation for a while now. I think it's been the last two or three years there's been a conversation around history coming in. It was meant to start this year, but because right. of all the COVID stuff, yeah. um, it got pushed back. And so I'm try- quite intrigued to see where this goes because, like we've talked about, there's still those teachers who aren't going to do anything about it Yeah. Mm. because they're so set in their ways and they're so yeah. against... M- Against Māori, and I'm gonna, and that's the big thing. Like they're against Māori, and they think we just get everything for free, and we get handouts, and we get this and this and this. So I'm really intrigued to see how this curriculum actually works, and to see whether schools actually implement it into their yeah. curriculum and into their teaching and into their classrooms. Because, and then the other side to that is, people and teachers can't teach opinions. Mm. Yeah. True. Yeah, because I was that's what I was just thinking. Like, also, how how are some teachers who don't want to mm. teach this gonna teach it? Like, they will teach it, but it's gonna be in a way where they could be using tones that reflects yeah. to the young mm. people. Like, this isn't actually a great thing though mm. that um these Maori created this or something. And and then I also think like, what are they gonna put into it? Yeah. You know, and who's advising it, and who's looking? Like, I, I'm sure there will be, but I hope there's like mm. some. Maori elders or experts out there behind this going putting in the real truth you know as well yeah because history's history gets twisted <laughs> and like whoever's running the world has the writings to the history yeah. book so you know i hope it's also actually what happens yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And that's, and like for me, so in, in the education system, there are two documents that teachers are meant to live by. So one is called Kahikitea, which is meant to be, which I, I don't like. So it's meant to be how teachers teach Māori. And it's meant to be a way to give teachers the tools to be able to teach our Māori students in a Māori way. So the reason I don't agree with it, and it comes back to what we talked about off air, is us as Māori are not meant to just sit there and learn. Mm. So as much as there's a document to tell us this is how you should be teaching our Māori kids, it's still with a Pākehā lens. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it doesn't acknowledge our creative sides, it doesn't acknowledge our storytelling, it doesn't acknowledge who we are as Māori and how we actually learn best. Mm-hmm. So there's one document that teachers are meant to live by. The other one is called um, Te Tātai Ako, which is, uh, is like, in order to get signed off your registration as a teacher, you have to be doing all these steps. And it's based around the treaty and, and the partnership with the treaty and stuff like that. Which, again, it's there, but teachers don't use it. Mm. Mm. So it's one of those things like, okay, schools are signing off their teachers for all of this stuff just to keep their teachers. Yeah. yeah. But they're not actually checking in on how they're actually teaching and accomplishing those standards yeah, yeah, that they're sure. meant to be living by. So yeah, so which is why this curriculum thing is going to be really interesting next year. And also in, in your mahi to see how many kids end up in alternative education because they just can't do school anymore or they just feel like their mana has been taken away and 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 then and that's going to be an issue because again if we teach opinions you're going to make kids feel like they don't matter yeah yeah so it's a real tricky it's a real tricky thing to get around because and it's one thing i talked with i sort of we sort of talked about with last person I interviewed Emma and we looked at like there's probably 30% or even less schools who actually are teaching their Māori properly mm. if that oh, yeah yeah and by properly it's not teaching the real it's not teaching or it's teaching tikanga it's teaching knowledge it's teaching history yeah. with the basic deal thrown in there as well mm. but there is i guarantee you there are very few schools in this country who actually do a genuine job mm. of teaching about the Māori. yeah and I, I i had a consultation a few weeks ago with a school with a principal and she was just saying that they had one Māori teacher on staff female and she doesn't want to take up the role of guiding the rest of the staff in Te Māori because she doesn't feel like she's worthy enough. Yeah. And it's purely because the principal was just telling me that she comes from a really strong and powerful line of leaders mm. in Te Māori and she herself feels unworthy because of her aunties and her uncles and her kroa and her mum. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's people wow. like that who we sort of mentioned, talked about a little bit of stepping out of their own comfort zones and just doing it because they love it. Mm. And that's the difference. You can have anyone teach anything, but if you don't have the love and the passion, then it's not going to make an indifference. Mm. Yeah, and it won't hit, it won't land um, mm. as hard as if someone did have that passion fully yeah. behind it, 100%. Mm. Yeah. 
and it's it's real important to make relationships with people and especially in both of our industries like if you can't build a great relationship with the kids or with the tawira then they're not going to respect you oh like building relationships is everything yeah you know like i've seen young people i've worked with young people who um First time meeting them won't speak to you, won't mm. even open the door, probably not even text you back, it's probably mum texting the same Um and then by the end of it, once you've built that relationship mm. up, they're like blowing up your phone twenty four seven, sending you like cat videos on Instagram <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, so yeah, I knew it. So I, yeah. I, I think building that quality relationship yeah. is the most important part. Um, whether you're working with your to be honest, whether you're working with anyone, yeah. you know, like if you're working with small side people, you've got yeah. to be able to build relationships. Um but yeah, I think it'd be so interesting to see what comes from that. Because um, I've spoken to friends who are teachers before, um, and some of them, I remember one telling me quite recently that um, she was teaching her students about the land wars. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, that's, that's cool to hear that, you know, that's in the curriculum and stuff, mm. um, which led her on to be like, oh, we can actually choose whether we teach this or not. And I was just like, <laughs> oh... <laughs> Okay, uh, like, mean that you've chosen to teach yeah. it, I think it's really awesome, but there's, yeah. as you said, there are definitely teachers out there not wanting to teach yeah. this sort of stuff, and I'm like, okay, didn't realise that's what curriculum meant, I thought that <laughs> yeah. meant that's what you need to teach. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's optional, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens there, though, eh? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and because um, cause this, well, term two for, for my school, so I planned all of what my year was going to look like for my Māori students and what their Māori was going to look like for across the school, which the school ended up doing that as the overview. So next term for us is significant events. And so there's a few that I'm trying to push with teachers to learn. But for me, the first one we have to start with is our own rohe, so the area we live in. So I'm teaching a Māngani at the moment. There's such beautiful history and such a beautiful place when you know the beauty of it mm. and that's the thing like i and because i know you work in south auckland south auckland's where i've taught my whole teaching career and i love it so i've been between manurewa and mangere and it's so much history in the whenua and in the area that people don't know about mm. and so like the biggest thing i'm pushing next term is that teachers need to be teaching the story of mangere Oh, to their kids yeah. first before you go anywhere else with a significant event you've got to start with your own history and your own mm. knowledge because i think and my biggest belief is that if these kids can understand why mangere is such a beautiful place mm. no matter what anyone else says and as much as it gets downgraded and people talk about it in a shitty way and all of this sort mm. of stuff if they can understand the beauty of their whenua mm. no one else's opinion is going to matter yeah. yeah, and to be proud of the, you know, proud yeah. of that whenua, because places do have a bad rap, which is bizarre that a place, <laughs> you know, like that whenua can have a bad rap. I'm like, yeah. what has it done? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. it didn't anything, you're just trying to house you all, you know? Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think looking within your own backyard first before you learn about the rest of it is yeah. just an awesome place to start. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And that's, that's what I did with, and when I taught in Manurewa, like I, that the school learnt about the Manurewa history because there's such like it's such a beautiful story but then when you look at the two Maunga there that were like how like they housed the Manawhenua for so many years and when you look at it now like one they've got so they've got two Maunga Matukuture and Matukuture Ruru one is behind the Wiri prison 
Mm. So you'd never know it was a it was yeah. a mountain. Like it just looks like this big pile of rocks now yeah, with yeah. grass overgrown. Right. Yeah. yeah. That used to meet the other manga on Roscommon Road, which is one of the big roads in and then the second one is right on the corner and I keep forgetting so there's like Roscommon Road and then there's another road that takes you to the Monaco Mall. And right on the corner at those lights it looks like a big pile of dirt where it's got like all these big rigger trucks and stuff sitting by this dirt pile that is the other manga that used wow. to run from where it is now on Roscommon Road all the way to where the mall is. Yeah. And it's been oh. all quarried. Yeah. So they were both gigantic manga that got quarried away. Yeah. And so when I taught this to kids and they and I said, So you know the roads you drive on? You can think those two mountains. Because that's what it was used for. Yeah. They're like, what? They took away the mountains. And so they, like, they, uh, they were so angry and stuff to know that yeah. they, wow, their manga that has so much significance to them, yeah, became the roads that they now drive on. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's such a beautiful thing when you know, or you're able to, put into the next generation, fucker papa and history that's is so important to them yeah. to know. Yeah, so it's sort of sidetracking again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, side note, yeah. Awesome, yeah. But I think it's one of those things we do as mind, like we have all these stories to yeah, tell yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah. one thing that starts and then you go on this other path and you yeah, you just get so sidetracked. But yeah, so it's I'm so looking forward to both of your journey and to see where you go to next and like it would be so cool to come back and say, Okay, so what have you yeah, we'll start with the people yeah. <laughs> so we'll just do the whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> really sweet. That's perfect, actually. Yes, that is it. Because that is, oh man, I'm going to use this then as uh, my <laughs> yeah. driving force. Yeah, 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 a little bit more of that driving mm. force. And, um, and also, uh, one thing that um, we would love as well is for you to be on our podcast as well. Mm. Yeah. So to come back yes. here and um, sometime we'll smash out one on our potty and. That would be awesome. Yeah, too. that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. No, I I love listening to your podcast. Like it's it's one of my things at the moment. Like I just love listening to so many beautiful podcasts about not just our people, but just the beauty of indigenous people and mm. stuff. And because you interviewed Adi Grant, oh, yes. recently, yeah. <laughs> and so I so I've known her since she was little. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. <laughs> yes. She's not my idol. She's yeah, more than such that. a beautiful. No, I yeah, I listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So and so listening so to good. that podcast and because she's such a beautiful soul mm. and yeah so I we've known each other for years and our families grew up together and we grew up in church together yeah. and so our values are quite similar and just watching her on her journey and where she's been to where she is now and just the beauty of her is such an amazing thing and so listening to your podcast and you talking to her was like it was such a really cool thing and so I went away and I listened to what is his name it Katoli oh, oh, yeah. yeah that that she was talking about with um, yep. the party that he did yeah. with Oprah like insane. It is yeah, yeah, it's just like oh, Still need to to it, eh? oh man. But the journey you're on, I think you will love it. Like yeah. it's it's such a beautiful no, such a beautiful podcast of, and just his corridor that he talks about and oh, and just the connections that and the way he sees things and mm. it's exactly how we see things as Māori as well. So just hearing other indigenous stories that is like ours yeah. is so awesome and so cool because there's so many connections we can make with other people and other cultures that 
we can use ourselves for sure as to make those connections first mm. so just just sort of getting to the end of this and wrapping up and stuff like that if i do a couple of like quick fire questions with you what what would be your greatest advice to anyone who like Rangasahi adults whoever who are on a similar journey to you or have been through similar things to you mm. i can kick us off cool um don't ignore what your tipuna are trying to tell you mm. um don't ignore a part of you that's so so important to foster and to love and to grow um don't ignore that because if you feel like something's missing man that's probably it um <laughs> and just carry on that journey just take little steps whatever you're comfortable yeah. with um try learn as much as you can from the people around you especially being maori books and stuff sometimes yeah. out the go you know talking to people like yourself mm. um is really really helpful and just kind of reassuring yourself that this is who you're meant to be mm. um so i just encourage you to reach out to people yeah carry on that journey and don't let other people tell you otherwise nice uh, yeah for me i'd say it's probably um a lot of what morgan said but the one thing that really helped me was having um sort of a mentor mm. in that space and um uh, shot Ranira for doing yeah. that for me and kickstarting that journey for me um, but I think finding somebody that you that you can trust yeah. um, and to sort of um, offer you along that journey mm. and to be able to sort of hold your hand yeah. um, so it's comfortable as well is always nice and I know that can't be like not easy as but one way that really helped me uh, was when I found out what my Māori last name would have been <laughs> um, if I had that and then I managed to go on Facebook and find our Whānau's mm. Facebook page and then linked in there yeah. and have now nice. connected in with Whānau, yeah. So, uh, that, and that really helped me and it also um, encouraged me to keep going because I saw a lot of people on there who are on the same waka as yeah. I am. So, for people who are in our waka, just keep going. Hit us up too because we want to meet yeah. more people, <laughs> you know, who are on this journey and mm. I think the more that we have together of us you know will create a bigger energy yeah to be able to make this hundies change um so yeah so i'd say my tips are find a person that can help mentor you yeah. um yeah don't ignore the signs either if there's been little hints you know if you feel as though the universe or some higher power has been hinting to you at a few things follow those hints mm. um but yeah and do it at your own pace yeah, yeah. Hard out. do it at your own pace hard out and i i, I i've got to agree with finding a mentor so with um everything that happens in my last eight months or whatever um and with my last relationship and things um i got to a point where i hit the lowest i had ever been where i didn't see a way out mm. um and so and you've shared about this and in, in the wellness wednesdays with the eager beavers is um finding that one person to talk to mm. and so for me the most randomest person popped into my mind and i rang her and so she turned up at my house at like midnight mm -hmm. fully pregnant oh, yeah while during lockdown and and so we had a really good talk and so she talked about getting a coach and so i got a coach and she because she went through Daniela as well so she got coached by Daniela. and for me i he's awesome but it wasn't what my way to one needed mm. Mm. and then Addie's shared a post from a lady called jackie Siv, and and when i watched that that's like something about Spoken. her yeah, yeah. Oh, and so she's 
been my coach for the last uh, four months. So I did a free, she during the last holidays, which was in lockdown, the 10 free four holidays, she did a free five day 1.0 coaching session Ooh. on Facebook. So I jumped in that and I was like, far, I just need more from her. Yeah. And so then she opened up her 2.0 coaching, which is was like the most amazing thing. And it's helped me to actually find who I am and find my identity and stuff like that. Mm. And so coaches help. And I know, Morgan, you talk a lot about counsellors yeah. or going to a counsellor if that works for you. Like, I 100% totally with that and I totally agree that you've got to find that someone yeah. that's going to help you develop and become the best you can be. And so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because, yeah, I have so much and I give it up to Jackie quite a lot. And she's South African who's been in New Zealand for quite a few years and stuff. And just her wider connection is such a beautiful thing like she no. is her connection is so beautiful and cool. for me i didn't need a maori yeah. to guide me yeah. i i knew that and so once i saw her it was like there's something about your wairua that i need yeah awesome that you can find that as well ah, yeah yeah. Cool. yeah and so it just one of those things i just happened across it and my wairua just like that's her like yeah. that's who you need to sit under so it's been such a beautiful journey with her and just keeping in touch with her over the like at the moment and stuff but yeah just wanted to chuck that in there but just a few really quick fire questions to wrap this up so first one how are you encouraging young people within your mahi to find who they are start us off one way i think that we're doing that is kind of what i spoke on with um with that client up north mm. was putting the, their mana back in their own hands um, and trying to find different ways to be able to do that because everyone's different so yeah. trying to find what way can I get through to this young person to really remind them that bro you're in charge of your mana yeah. you know what I mean um, mm. you're in charge of whether or not you know you fill this form out and you get the best out of your benefit before yeah. next week but it's also doing it in a really kind and gentle way mm. um, but reminding them that you know yeah bro you got it sorted on time because you did it like yeah. you made that change or whatever so yeah, I think that's probably a big one for me is just trying to trying to remind them that, bro, your money's there, bam, yeah, and you've got it. Don't out. forget that. Like, don't let others control that. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. Mine would be um, setting a good example and sharing my story to them. Yeah. Um, just letting them know that there's others out there that are experiencing something. Mm. This is what's helped me. This may help you. Um, if it doesn't, let's figure out a way that will help you. Yeah. You, um, Hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. And I think, sorry, just when people talk at this, something for that. But I, I think the other side to the benefit stuff is there's such a massive stigma on it that it's not a good thing. Yeah. And I think we've got to stop looking at it that way because for some people, they just need it for a moment. Mm. And they just need some totoko and they need help or they need to get back on their feet. And so that's one way that it helps. Mm. And I think we've got to stop labeling it like it's a bad thing yeah 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 like oh I mean, lazy I've, I've yeah been on a benefit check. and i'm yeah. happy to say i have yeah. this it's like it's exactly what i needed like i was you know solo mom at the time mm. needed a, that's what they're there for yeah. they're there yeah. to help um but yeah i oh i could talk for like <laughs> hours and hours on how we need to break the stigma for it because it's so common yeah nothing to be ashamed about if you're on the benefit i mean you're making the most of yeah. the money that we've got so exactly yeah. 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 go for it yeah um, hard out Next question, what brings you the most joy when you think about you and, oh, sorry, when you think about who you are? 
what brings me the most joy um, is I don't know. I know maybe I know who I am. Mm. I feel like I've got a real strong sense of self now, yeah. which is really cool. Um, so that's quite a cool thing when I think about when I think about that. Yeah, I'd say that's the one. Mine is just being poly and knowing that I have whānau everywhere now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I could literally go anywhere and they would take me into their arms and go, yep, you're part of our whānau mm, because you're yeah. Māori. Um, and I think that that's a real privilege to have, so I'm yeah. just super proud and it gives me joy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing with Māori, like, we embrace everyone. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's a real interesting thing. So my daughter, with my last partner, like she, because he was her first father figure, other than my brother. But with his two kids, they would call his mum's siblings mm-hmm. auntie yeah. and uncle. Mm. Whereas for her, everyone's nan and koro. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's, yeah, if it's okay. her grandparents' siblings. True, yeah, yeah. Their nanny and koro as well. Same goes with like, yeah. So like my, my cousins and stuff. Obviously, and they're mad. They they auntie and uncle. Like my mum's cousins and stuff. They auntie and uncle to me and yeah. everything like that. But she couldn't get her head around the fact that they were co- like even her. She was like, mummy, auntie means to call her nanny. Yeah. Like oh. she just couldn't grasp yeah. the yeah. concept that that's auntie Maggie or that's auntie so and so or that's auntie blah blah blah. Whereas for her, she was like. She's meant to be nanny. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like yeah, a real. So true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wanted to touch on that with the beauty of us as Māori is everyone is whānau. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how closely you're related or not. And then the same thing goes. You can let go of whānau who are blood related because they don't align with you or they don't fit into yeah. where you're at and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah. So so just wanted to touch on that. And then last one. What do you want others to think when they hear your name? That he's the man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um. That's such a good question. It almost checks you in. Oh, keep, oh, it, it's triggered me to um, think about what am I doing for my legacy? Because mm. uh, from Rani, it was one of his latest podcasts, you know, he was saying, oh, nah, it was on our podcast. <laughs> oh, no it wasn't it was the one before I was probably spoke about it enough because uh, he was saying that we are the ancestors of uh, like we are ancestors now for yeah. the next generation so mm. leaving a legacy is uh, um, something to think about I think mm. and so for me when people hear my name I'd like them to associate um, the feelings of sort of openness acceptance um positivity and just kindness mm. um, behind whatever I'm up to or what I'm doing um, yeah I feel like it's those kind of core values I, I like yeah. I, I try to keep in check with myself um, so if others could see that and recognize it that would be ace mm. yeah I think for myself if someone was like do you know Morgan and they're like oh is that the one who's just super... <laughs> I don't try to keep myself... They're super cool. No, super cool. Nah, <laughs> like, someone who... I want to be the person that somebody could call up, ask for help, mm-hmm. and I'll be there to support them. 
no matter what. Like that may not be in person, they could be across the other side of the world, yeah. but the, the person that they know that they can come to, if things are going rough or if they want to celebrate and share something, mm. cool news as well. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, my queer was like this, the most amazing gardener and she could turn anything into this beautiful garden. And I always talk about that I got her name, but I didn't get her green thumbs. Mm. Until recently, my principal said to me, actually, you did. It's just not in the same form. Wow. Your green thumbs are in people. Yeah. And the way you grow and develop people. And so, like, so there was, like, something really freaky that I was like, I didn't, I've never thought of it that way. And I've Jeez. never seen it that way. But to have my principal, who's Pakia just like out of nowhere just say that to me and we were just having a conversation about stuff and but yeah it was just that and just coming off what you were saying Morgan with just have, when people hear your name mm. they know that you're that person that they can always go to mm. and it's just yeah there's so many beautiful things about us as Māori and the way we can guide people not necessarily even having to be in the same room as them. Mm. And I talked about this with one of the other people I interviewed, is our wairua will always take us to the place we need to be at that time. Yeah. Whether that's for ourselves, or whether that's for someone who's in need. And our wairua connection will always, like our wairua will always take us to a person or a place or a thing at that time and moment when it needs to be there. Yeah, mm. I got you. But it's when we run away from it or we are like, oh no, not right now. Like mm. you were saying before, Jack, that the universe picks that up. Mm. And they're like, okay, so if you're not going to take this one, I'm going to try you again. If you're not, not going to take that one, then I'm just not going to use you anymore. Yeah, yeah it'll test you. Yeah. And if you're not willing to take up those karanga from your tupuna and from the universe and from your wairua, then... You're, they're going to stop coming to you mm. and you're going to cut off your own blessing but you're also going to stop the blessing of others mm. which is a real scary thing to think about when but it's also one of the, the things that you've got to, you can't allow yourself to be scared over mm. and, I, and and for and yeah it's just yeah just that just so many things coming through from just what you've both just finished and wrapped up with about your legacy. And that's the thing. We are definitely the tupuna mm. yeah. of the next generation. Yeah. So what and how are they going to talk about you mm. as their tupuna? Yeah. And so that uh, yeah. legacy we leave is really important, which is why that's always, that's one of my last questions is to find out what you want your name Such a to be aligned question. with. Main yeah. Question. Main question. Yeah. We're yeah. Take that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take. It. And I. And I. Actually, I got that from Jay Shetty. Oh, oh he's the yeah. man. Yeah. Cool. Like yeah. I listened. To, oh, man. Um, the suggestion things on YouTube. Yeah. Like yeah. randomly, he popped up, and it was his. It was Kobe's last interview. Yeah. And it was like it's such an amazing interview that he did with Kobe. But yeah, so he. That was one of his really last questions. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Such a good question. Yeah. But, yeah. Like. And the That's fact he was awesome. talking to Kobe and everyone knows who he is and his yeah. legacy mm. that he's left. But like, I was like, ah, yeah, that's such a beautiful way yeah. to wrap yeah. it up. It's like, what do you want your name to be known as when, uh, yeah, and that legacy you left behind um, once you're gone or even over the next, while you're still alive, what is yeah. your legacy? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess 
I te sutahi, aneira aku mihi ki a kōrua i tēnei wā. Uh, I runga i tēnei kaupapa, hei whakanui i a kōrua anō. Hei whakanui i tō tuakiri, hei whakapuaki i tō tuakiri. I, I tō huarahi, hei arahi a, i a kōrua i runga i tō hairinga kia mōhio kōwai koe. Nā o tūpuna i arahi i a kōrua i enei wā, kia whai i a koe. Nā o tūpuna, oh, nā te wairua o, o, o tūpuna, te kaho o te wairua o, o tūpuna, uh, te atahoki o te otaua wairua. It's, it's just such a beautiful thing to have been able to sit with both of you and talk about your journey and where you've been, but also where you're going and the guidance that your tūpuna are, are leading you through. Noko te honore kia noho ki, uh, kia noho tahi i a kōrua, hei rongo i tō aroha, hei rongo i tō manoa, hei rongo i tō pono tanga, o koutou. So just being able to sit with you both, it's it's been a privilege for me to be able to sit with you both and just hear your heart and to hear your truth come out and come through you because it's our truths that people need to hear. And it's our stories that others need to know that it's okay to be on the same journey and it's okay to be lost and it's okay to be eventually find your own journey because it's one thing we can't force people to find who they are. It's something you've got to come to on your own. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I just want to, yeah, just want to just give a massive mahi to both of you just for the beautiness, not just of Kōrero, but just the beautiness of your wairua and your ahua and the the people that you are is ah oh, there's so so much beauty in both of you and so much is going to come out of you to help the next generation not just others generations but your own and to guide your future generations on this path of beauty and knowledge and and mana to stand proud and who they are as tangata whenua, to stand proud and who they are as Māori, to stand proud as mana wahine, as mana tānea. That is your legacy that you are leaving. Because the beauty that is within you both, and the beauty of your wairua, is something that so many people are going to be drawn to. And you're going to be, you are the type of people who will just have to walk into a room, and people will feel the truth and the genuineness of you both. So again, I just want to thank you for allowing this time to sit with me and to share your story of finding your tuakiri. Because uh, I, I'm just so looking forward to the next journey that you have talked about that you're going to be on and where you end up. And I definitely want to come back and just say, hey, so what's up? Yeah. Where are you now? <laughs> like, yes. yeah, that's that's going to be a beautiful thing. And you're the old journey. And like, I know a lot of people have gone through Kurapo. I know a lot of people who talk about it highly. Um, and I was going to do the level four of Kurupo just because I don't have the opportunity to speak with people on a daily basis in Thiru. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's finding, like, it's it's really hard, and especially in my work where no one speaks Thiru Māori. Yeah. Um, at least at my last job, I had about three or four other people I could call it all with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's now wanting to have daily conversations in Thiru Māori, which is building with my daughter. But she's still on at the beginning stages, so it's now up to me to stop being lazy and to actually speak to her. 
because that's 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 the thing I'm I'm just being lazy and not talking to her in video. <laughs> but yeah, again, thank you, massive thank you and massive mahi to you both, and I look forward to just seeing you both flourish. Honestly, <laughs> you nearly made me cry there for a little bit, just because that just means so much to us. Like mm-hmm. hearing those words, um, just really hit something inside for me. Um, just yeah, just thank you for the mahi that you did. Not only you know the, your full time work, but coming and doing this podcast and giving us an opportunity and heaps of other people an opportunity to speak on their mm. truth. Mm. Um, it's just really healing, and I feel like you've inspired us to the weekend. Like <laughs> yeah. I can't have a bad day from now on, you know, because like, yeah. I'll just be playing those words through my head. Mm. Um, but just the way that you speak, and it does just come across so genuine. Um, and authentic and real and it just mm. fills our cups up eh? like oh, after 100. this I know that we're going to be like yeah, it's me. <laughs> and uh, just so much fun as well great questions mm. and just anytime you want us on sweet we'll be there. straight up yeah, yeah. yeah. 100% so, nah. yeah, thank you so so much hard and I echo all of that um, but yeah just I think having that extra validation from someone like mm. yourself mm. really makes a massive difference from, for us because we don't get um and like I hate to say it like this, but like, and I know it's not the right way to say it, but I, I kind of am left with no other option. But like, like we've been met with sort of things like oh fake mouldy mm. kind of thing or plastic mouldy, and so to to me in my eyes because of the way that that's been, the way those terms have been thrown around yeah. in my life, I the only way I know how to describe this feeling, but it almost feels like I've received some or we've received some validation today from like. A real moldy, but I know that's yeah. wrong to say. Yeah, I get that too. Yeah. So, if, hey, if I know if you can help me figure out the right way, but I don't know, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, hard outs. And that honestly just carries so much positive yeah. weight with mm. it, and it's yeah, uh, that's why as well we've been so excited to um be able to do this podcast because um mm. this is a conversation that we can't have with many people because kind of maybe similar to you at Mahi with your Reo is yeah. like there's not many people who are able to like we would just have to explain so many things before, yeah. you know and so it's just been amazing to sit down and have this cordial and to have met somebody and crossed paths <laughs> mm. with somebody mm. that um I'd love to continue these types of cordial yeah, and, and, and continue For this sure. um this relationship uh, and just yeah keep it alive and Definitely. hey we need people to speak real with so once we get, get started <laughs> yes Maybe some voice memos. Yeah, hard out. Grant round. Grant round like, <laughs> yeah. <that's cool> <laughs> always welcome here. So. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just honestly so grateful to be sitting here yeah. in the space mm. today with you. And I'm so grateful to come on your podcast. And um, yeah, to have met you and just feeling charged as now. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the last thing, so it's not just for ladies, just for people <laughs> who are listening. Like, it's been real interesting. I think guys are a bit less inclined to share these stories mm. and I think like I've interviewed women the last however many I've done but also because I can see the stats on who listens to my True, podcast yeah. it's predominantly um, women so just throwing it out there thank you Jack for being the first male on this podcast yes. oh, yeah because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, it's not just for women so if there are any other males who would love to share these stories and next week I'm really excited because oh, I'm sh- having a chat with one of someone I know who's a saxophone player but he's from Zimbabwe cool wow. so I'm, I want to sh- share his story of how he's staying connected back 
to his culture and his yeah and so it came i think episode three was my one that sort of changed me from talking purely just to maori to now talking to our indigenous people Mm. because our stories are the same thing yeah yeah so again thank you for um jumping in this yeah it's not just for females. Just, just throwing that no, out, there. On, Tanya, get <laughs> yeah. out there. Get out there. Get out there. I want to hear yeah. some. I want to hear some Tanya. Let's go. Hang out. Sweet.